What's up, listeners? It's Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Uh, It is a nice day. It's like 40-something degrees out, sunny, um, different from the main weather I was in this weekend. I'll get to that. Had an awesome weekend with the guys. Um, With coronavirus, you basically, you know, bachelor parties are now basically eighth grade sleepovers. And, um, but they're still fucking fun. So it is a crazy world we're living in. I have made the decision to delete my WhatsApp. You can call me a lunatic all you want, but I'm done with it. It's owned by Facebook and I don't want to be a hypocrite anymore where I bash social media and then also support their, uh, apps that they buy. Like I don't use Instagram. I don't use Facebook. I don't use Twitter. I barely use LinkedIn. That's just to make sure that like there's still jobs out there in case I ever get laid off. But with WhatsApp, it was cool because like I have friends from other countries. The group chat thing's amazing. But I think I'm at a point now where I'm just so against um, social media policies. And the crazy part is they're, they just have a new um, terms of service that you have to sign up for that will track your conversations or information, who you talk to. It doesn't tell you what you actually say in your text, but alone that Facebook needs to go into that now. It's just creepy. I don't want anything to do with it. And um, it's just what's going on right now with the world is just really, really fucked up. I get all the free speech people that say, well, it's a private company. Facebook can do whatever they want and Twitter can do whatever they want. But what's going on now with conservative voices, I don't even consider myself a conservative voice. I'm one of those people that um, I'm not a libertarian either, and I'm not a liberal. I'm just someone who has a fucking brain that thinks that there's just so much crazy shit in the world that needs to be addressed. And I talk about it. Unfortunately, the crazy stuff happens a lot more on the liberal side. So people consider me conservative, but I'm really just like a guy who has his own opinion and thoughts on things. I don't like to be categorized as someone who's just um into the same political sphere but it's just getting to a point now where if you have any sort of um disagreement with a uh, liberal-minded company you are basically uh canceled you're kicked out of your um social media platform you lose your job you're in big trouble so it's just a crazy world and i'm not over here like saying what trump uh, did was right what he he's fine with it i mean if you look at some of the recent politicians and their stances on protests they've said a lot more crazier shit and endorsed more crazier stuff in in terms of the summer riots and the riots that are still going on now today so <clears throat> with that being said whatsapp once that um terms of service thing actually kicks in they'll kick you off the app i'm not going to do it anymore i'm actually going to use signal or telegram or something else that um at at the moment isn't owned by any big uh tech titan so i can actually just kind of work on you know talk to my friends through that it's not like i'm doing anything wrong i just don't want to support these companies there's a huge movement now which is great that's going on where they're actually um people are actually getting off of social media and i'm glad that it's finally happening it um it i had my um my discovery my epiphany when I got into an argument with one of my friend's moms I'm not going to name who she is but we got at it over the election in 2016 and I was like what am I doing right now I'm arguing putting my shit out there in front of a whole bunch of people on social media like this is the most lamest thing most dumbest thing I could do so 
thank you, Mrs. Blank. I'm not going to say her name. She's a great woman. Um, I got off of social media because of it. So, um, it's just something that I had to, I had to do. And, you know, now and then sometimes I'll, I'll like pop on, see what my brother's up to because, you know, he'll post more things on Facebook than send to me. So sometimes I'll just do some stalking with that. But, um, I've realized I'm not even doing that anymore. I haven't done that in at least the last year. Um, and I don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. And unfortunately with WhatsApp, <clears throat> they're owned by Facebook and they're going to just kind of take more information from you, whether you like it or not. And I know that other apps and other messaging apps do the same thing. They kind of learn from things you say. Like, this is why you have a, um, you know, you say, oh man, I really need some new tennis shoes. And then Amazon recommends tennis shoes because they can scan your messages and see that you put tennis shoes in that message. That's scary shit because say you say something like, you know, fuck the Democrats. That's going to come up in some sort of algorithm. And then you're going to be in some sort of uh, category as a, you know, a non-conforming person who could be a risk to the democracy or whatever. And then you have like people listening in on you. And I'm not going crazy. I don't have a tinfoil hat on, but at the same time, I don't want to support uh, a company. I bash every fucking podcast I do. It's just hypocritical. And um, that goes with, you know, with everything. Like, I'm trying to not be, I'm trying to be less of a hypocrite in 2021. And I don't want to go out and say, like, you know, I don't do this and then do that. Like, it's just something that I don't want to do. Like, drinking, for instance, I stopped drinking, but then, you know, you think, oh, I'm stopped drinking. I'm trying to be healthier and live a more, um, you know, sober lifestyle, but then next thing you know, I'm like smoking joint after joint, bowl after bowl, edible after edible. And and then all of a sudden, like, I don't feel the feeling you should get when you do quit drinking for almost six months. Like it'll be five months on the 24th and six months in February. And I just, I'm at a point now where I'm like, all right, this needs to stop too, because I'm like not getting the benefit of that. I should have, you know, I should be doing a little better with my health rather than you know, stoned every other day or every day or whatever. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I hope you guys kind of look at too, where, you know, you want to practice what you preach and you don't want to be considered someone who's just kind of, you know, window dressing stuff and not really doing the work that needs to get done. So, you know, there's going to be times where like, you know, that happens, but for the most part, I think, um, you know, I'll start with what's going on with social media as the first stop. And then maybe I'll put the, the joint down eventually. It, it is tough when you're not drinking and you're at, you're around people that are under some sort of influence and you're the only sober person there. And you're, you know, spending a weekend with these people. Like I did this weekend in Maine. Um, I ended up having an amazing time and it was worth it. You know, I tried mushrooms again. Like i not tried mushrooms. I did mushrooms. I've done mushrooms before and we did low dosages and it was fun, but you know, obviously not to be a habit. And, um, it was a good time. It was, it was great. It wasn't like, you know, when you're younger and you're like tripping your ass off, like it was just a chill, mature group of dudes doing mushrooms. And then we watched some, uh, animal planet, like thing on Netflix that like followed around tigers and fucking rhinos and shit in the dark. And that was so cool. But back to just, yeah, like I just really need to um, be more mindful of all that crap. And uh, it's going to start soon. And that starts with my WhatsApp uh, purge. 
and you know it is what it is i got some great group chats on that whatsapp and uh it sucks but at the same time i think it's just better that i um get off facebook it's just not a good organization and any sort of organization that's taking these political stances is just crazy it's you know and kirk minahan says it it's like why would you um basically like isolate your base because of a political ideology and that's what they're doing but they don't give a fuck like they think that people will still go on and they'll still stalk their family members and and all that other shit and honestly like it probably will still happen i mean there's a legit thing called addiction to social media and i don't know if that's really gonna do anything to these people that still want to go on there and act up and do all this other shit at this point if you are a trump fan you are considered uh enemy of the state in some way um you look like a lunatic and these little trump people are going to start going in their little little like you know tribe circle kind of things and it's just not cool because i don't understand why people can't just like voice their opinion and you know the people that didn't go inside the capitol building that had peaceful protest they shouldn't be you know persecuted for just having a sort of opinion on a different political ideology and um at this point it seems like now if you do voice your opinion for trump you're viewed as a racist you're viewed as a traitor you're viewed as a person who um you know is unstable who shouldn't be around kids or things like that and it's just crazy i'm i'm fearful to express my views that because i don't agree with joe biden's um policies i don't agree with what goes on with this election i still think the election has somewhat of a stain on it because of the whole coronavirus and the mail-in ballots that just popped up out of nowhere this summer in your mailbox and i might be considered someone who's going to get censored because of it and it's crazy that you can't have this idea that this could have happened it could happen and you're gonna just whitewash and just make sure everything's just uh one-sided and you're gonna erase all the books all the media um and it's just a really scary time that we're living in and it really drives me insane that we have to deal with this as um a culture i wish like i don't understand this is like the most important time in my life my 30s are when you're supposed to be just like nailing it killing it with work um with relationships just being like the the hell that you reckoned in your 20s um the 30s is when you really pull your shit together and get it together and unfortunately like the first you know three years of my 30s were incredible i was just knocking them down set them up knocking them down and it's been fun and then this coronavirus thing is really throwing a wrench in some um, crucial times and in, in, in development and i know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are on their 30s or in their early 20s and we can't get that time back and unfortunately, now with the, the vaccine rolling out, it's going to roll into this. It's going to be a two-year swing, which is going to really like hurt development with people. And I just, it scares me. I'm bringing a child in this world. So that's really nerve-wracking that, um, you know, the best thing in life is just peace and normalcy. And we're ha- we haven't seen any of that. And, you know, I understand where people are saying the president was really bad at bringing the country together and trying to get that kind of normalcy and it was polarized and you know what i can see that but i can also see the other side where um it's been getting violent and it's been getting um vicious uh since he was elected and even before that so it just never ends and now it's at this point now where people are choosing sides people are prosecuting and persecuting people for who they believe in and it's just getting crazy 
man, if I can go back, I would have never thought that, you know, granted 9-11 changed a lot of things, but after that, there was some, like, somewhat of a structure of peace in the world. There was just, like, in America, at least. I know there was always issues with the world, but there was never any, like, market-changing situations and political um, things like that goes on now. I just pray and hope that we can get back to a society where people can have that peacetime enjoyment, and that's where we thrive for an economy, but who knows? We just, we just don't know what goes on, and, you know, we're going to have to again weather this storm and deal with it i only have these things that i say because i just want people to uh see my side of everything i don't really have an outlet i use this as just like kind of therapy for me to just vent and say things i appreciate people who listen and um you know i have plenty of friends that you know disagree with me and we have educated decisions we never argue we and then we laugh we chill and move on from that like this weekend was the same thing I was around two guys that did not agree with how I stood we went back and forth and then we just moved on and we were buddies and we became buddies through that and I I like to show people that um you know you don't have to hate people who don't agree with your ideas and it's funny I watched a documentary last night on the heaven's gate uh it was a group of people that like was a huge ufo cult they ended up killing like each other and there was a test done now on cults and basically if you it was uh six people but five out of the six were in on the experiment and what happened was when the five people agreed on the same thing it made that person the six just agree with them so um, unfortunately like when you start to see mass thought and group think that starts to persuade people to not really see what they believe in they just want to go with the crowd and this is what i think is happening right now and um Buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride in our civil liberties and whatever. I'm, I'm done with that. Let's move on. Sorry to waste your time. Some people have probably already ended this podcast, but um, I just wanted to get that out there and just say how fucked up the world is. And that's that. So. I might seem like I'm rambling today. I went back to just dieting again. I had I, like, I was around some pretty hefty dudes this weekend, and I love that. Big dudes know how to eat and to be around them is like the best thing ever sometimes because you can just gorge on food you don't feel guilty about it and you just go and it was fun but at the same time I said on Monday I'm gonna start dieting again and uh dial back in on just like trying to benefit from not drinking so I'm buying a um it's like an e-scale where it's gonna measure my body fat and uh, water retention all that other shit I'm buying that today at Best Buy and uh I'm fasting I started fasting on Monday where I stop eating around 8 or 9 o'clock and then I'll eat again around 12 or 1 and get your body into that ketosis where you start basically um, burning fat and um, it's like a good place for like non-bloating and things like that. It's tough and right now I'm going to be honest with you, I'm fucking hungry but um, you know, if you drink coffee or lemon water or something like in between, you'll be fine. You sleep a lot better, you feel a lot better and it limits your overeating so um i do recommend people if they want to start a new diet try fasting it's a good way of keeping yourself in control but again i tell my friends who go on diets um you got to go all in so if you're going to go all in you can't drink drinking will lead you to doing uh bad things in terms of just like eating unhealthy and um bad sleep and just you know you'll start to become into that like self-destructive behavior so if you're going to try this you really need to quit drinking as well it's going to only be the only benefit for you because it's just hard to do both. You can't have both, especially if you're drinking during a fast, like you're going to get shit faced 
and it's not going to work. So give it a shot. Give it a try. Um, let me know how your progress is going. I'm doing it right now. And uh, yeah, this is why I'm kind of rambling. I don't know if you guys have caught the uh, Tiger Woods documentary, but I watched it last night. It was awesome. It's uh, really dark and deep about Tiger's life. The guy you got to have to feel for. Um, he dealt with kind of one of those dads that was really overbearing. and never gave Tiger the opportunity to um, seek what else he wanted in life. From the age he was two, the dad started basically, he was like a pageant mom. And he was just parading this kid around. Golf, 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 golf. You know, the teachers basically said the dad was an asshole. And you just start to find out a little more things on what Tiger kind of, um, what happened to Tiger. And, you know, I'm realizing that Tiger um, definitely was dealing with a little bit of mental abuse um, with his dad. And also there was like military, like psychological training that he went through, which goes to like, which kind of explains why he's in such a trance when he plays and he's got that glazed over look. Um, And I don't blame the guy for what he did. And it's sad because you know, you realize like what happened to him and his dad also was having extramarital affairs and it's, it's tough. Like if any child star that gets a lot of money, you're bound to, to friggin' as, as I saw in a movie, drizzle as in drown because you just, you don't have a, a time to live. And then finally you get all this money. You lose the, the parent, lose that control over you. And you say, fuck it, I'm going nuts. And that's what happened. Tiger went crazy, got all this money. He started banging prostitutes and having affairs and you know his whole world came crashing down as you know and he it's hard to get those years back he could have beat Jack Nicholas for the uh, Masters and the the championship but I don't know if that's going to happen now he's really going to have to turn his his life around the next 10 years or um, you know he'll always have that issue with uh, those years where he kind of pissed it away because of you know what happened to him and you start to find out i don't want to ruin the documentary but you find out that dad yeah the dad was like banging girls in some rv right next to the golf course and while tiger was practicing as a kid and that's got to have a fucked up effect and i'm lucky i never had that um being exposed to that and um you know i i think that like i said you'll learn a lot about him and then he has like the the chick that he had the affair with going to be on next week it's coming out sunday it's an hour and a half each episode it's incredible i recommend you guys watch it um just good documentary sports stuff it's on hbo check it out um you got to check it out it was really really good and um it helps you understand the athlete like my child like i really want my daughter to to really get into sports but i i i kind of question like some of these dads who vicariously live through their kids where the kids are just sat, like miserable, but the dads, they push the kids. And then next, thing you know, the kids just rebel and you wonder, you know, this is what happens to some, some of these kids. They just say, fuck it. I don't want to do sports. I don't want to be around my dad anymore. And you know, that's something I have to be mindful of when I have children, not to be too much of a douche dad and be more of just like, whatever, whatever you want to do is what it is. But don't get me wrong. I really want my kid to golf and I really want my kid to play soccer, hockey. I, I mean, there's so many ideas, but at the end of the day, Whatever personality my daughter has is probably going to be what they choose to do with their recreation. So check out the Tiger Woods doc. Super good. And then the rest is um, NFL this weekend. Um, You know, really good games. Brady, you know, won again. Brady, uh, I hope he does well. It kills me, breaks my heart. But, um, you know, we're all rooting for him. And we're all hoping that Brady, uh, 
you know, wins Tampa Bay a championship. And then you can really say that this guy is the best ever. And he could really, you know, drag his nuts all over Bill Belichick. Because if he does win a Super Bowl, it's going to be hard to say that Belichick is the, the winner. Right now, I think Belichick's the man. But if Brady wins a Super Bowl, we can talk about that after. Uh, but he's got a really tough uh, tough battle to go through. He's got to go through uh, New Orleans. And I know for a fact he's going to have to go through uh, Green Bay. And at Green Bay, Brady... I don't know. We'll see if that New England cold weather has any effect on him. Maybe it's the time to see, but I don't know. Uh, besides that, for the um, AFC, there were some really good games. I'm, I'm low-key rooting for the Bills. I hope they do well. It's just a, a really tough organization. Actually, the Browns and the Bills, either or, I really hope you know um, one of them can can win, make it to the Super Bowl and um, play against Brady. Who knows? It would be nice to see the Bills against Brady and then the Bills win. It'd just be like the last laugh for uh, the Bills, which... Is nice for them because we've just shitted on them for the last 20 years. So, And then uh, with the Red Sox, um, there's a lot of talk about DJ LeMahieu uh, talking. And I would love for him to come. He's a, an extremely amazing hitter. And it would be a real good gut punch to the Yankees rivalry that we need. We need some sort of energy pumped into that. Um, and I would love to have LeMahieu play for the Red Sox. We will see what happens. Um, I know they're still talking and they're still trying to make moves. And I know Kluber is still trying to make moves with that. I just, like I said, there's not been anything done since then. It's just extremely frustrating to uh, be a Red Sox fan right now. I don't know where to start, but I, I really can say one thing that, um, speaking on just me as a fan, it just sucks. Like, I don't know what we're doing with this fucking baseball team, but they need to start making some moves or um, I'm just going to check out. Like, I don't know, you know, what I'm going to do with, with baseball season, but I, I just will check out to a point now where I actually started to become a Liverpool fan. And because of the ownership of the Red Sox, I'm now a Man U guy and um, I'm good. And speaking of uh, Liverpool, Man U, there's a big game at 1130 on Sunday. I'm going to go watch it with some, some buddies. Uh, they're the top two in the premier league and it's supposed to be a really good soccer match. <clears throat> I know no one cares about soccer, but um, if you were someone who was a fan it's a good time to watch and just see really, really good soccer being played uh, for, you know, bragging rights right now. It's midseason. I didn't know the season was this long. It ends in May, but it's midseason right now. And, um, you know, this will be a good match. Liverpool looks like shit and they've been sucking. And Man U seems to be the team that's kind of rising. So it'll be a good time to see who's the next big thing. Um, who's going to be really taking over for the championship. The Man U just took over the lead for the Premier League right now. And um, again, it's hard to explain to you people. And I and, and trust me, it sucks. There's no playoff format for the Premier League unless, you know, it's just basically a league and you win that league and then you go to the championship league playing the other teams along Europe. That's the playoffs. So um, if you're looking for like who's going to make the playoffs, there is no playoffs. It's just the top tier teams that um, do it. But what's cool about soccer is that like the bottom four, which I think every sport should have the bottom four clubs, if they are not good, they go into relegation. And then the top four of the lower tiers go up into the top league, which should be like that. That gives an incentive to fucking win. You would never see the Royals or, um, you know, any other shitty MLB teams until they made it back to the top. And it teaches them a lesson that if you're going to suck and not be good to your fans, you're going to get booted back down to a shittier league, which I think we should start doing in other sports where other teams can can compete but you know it's never going to happen with american sports we kind of went uh, against the grain with that so 
Again, Liverpool, uh, Man U, 11.30, NBC Sports Network. Um, you can make fun of me all you want, but it's a really good, um, really, really good team. Really good game. So check it out now. Besides that, I'm going to go hit the soccer field. I got about an hour and a half to kill before I can actually eat a meal. Uh, I do hope that everyone has a good week. I think I have nothing else to say besides that. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at there. And I hope you have a good time. Good, good week. We'll talk soon. Peace.